Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. We continue the Shemana Prakim coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kailo, of Summerton, Philadelphia. Lovely, beautiful Thursday morning. Wow, how about that? How did it get to be Thursday morning? I don't know. Maybe we'll find the answers in the Rambam. But in any case, it's a pl- pleasure and a privilege and a schuz to be here in such beautiful, beautiful, wonderful company. And let's continue. We are beginning a new chapter today, literally, in the Shemana Prakim. We finished the first parak of the Rambam, Shemana Prakim. And now we're on the second parak. The second parak of how many prakam? How many? This is one of these good trick questions to ask people. How many chapters are there in the Shemayna prakam of the Rambam? The answer is Shemayna. There's eight. That's why it's called the Shemayna prakam. Shemayna prakam, according to the Rambam, for the Rambam, there's the eight prakam, the eight chapters. This work is called the eight chapters. Yes, so in the second out of eight of the Shemayna prakam, the first parak was his overall introduction to like get to know yourself, get to know your soul, get to know the five basic functions of the soul. And um, he, the Ram gives a, a very basic rundown of the five different chalak and five different functions, five different aspects of the soul, what they are there for, what they do, and he's going to now carry that forward and further. The main point of what, what he wants over here, his agenda in Shemana Prakim, is to get us to understand, then to get us to get in touch with our midos, our character traits, where they're coming from, how to deal with them, how to work on them, and um, how to heal them. As the Rambam made it clear already in the, in the introduction, when a person has a midos issue, when he has character traits that are that are, are out of alignment, that's exactly what it is. It's We need a tune-up. We need we need a healing. We need a refuah. In the same way you can have a physical ailment, you can have a soul ailment, an ailment of the soul. The soul is unhealthy, is diseased when a person has issues with anger, issues with impatience, issues with generosity, issues with with laziness, issues with with confidence, there, there it's, it's an illness. And then the Ram is saying this, not a thousand years ago, but he's saying this eight hundred years ago. You know, um, we don't need modern day, you know, um, therapeutic thought as a backup to the Rambam. But there would be probably a certain amount of agreement with that. That someone has an issue with their character traits. There's there's a there's an illness of the soul, an illness of the psyche. The Rambam is saying there's an illness of the nefesh. The nefesh is ill on a certain level. And the reason the Rambam gives us the introduction in the first paragraph of the five different aspects of the soul is for us to understand where the midas are coming from and therefore which aspect of the nefesh is, is diseased, is ailing, so we know how to fix and cure the nefesh so we can fix ourselves up and, and, and be tip-tap, fully functioning, um, beautiful, shining, hidden on all levels. Remember also that the Rambam's Shemana Prakim, this is, as we mentioned a few times, is, um, this work is really composed to be the preface to a greater work. That's the Rambam's commentary on Pirkei Avis, which is all about me. It's all about character traits. This is his intro to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the rundown again, let's just go quickly through the rundown of the five functions of the soul because that's the Rambam is going to be building off of that now. The five functions were, the, as the Rambam told us, um, the Zan, that is the part of the nefesh that just animates the body, keeps the body alive, the part that maintains all the systems, the circulatory, digestive, excretory, respiratory, nervous system. That's the zan. Um, margish is the sensory system that allows us to interact with our environment, allows us to see, allows us to smell, allows us to hear, allows us to talk, allows us to touch. Um, that's sensory. Medame is the imaginative capacity imaginative, that's associative, memory, imagination. Misoirer is drive, goal, objectives, 
to have a, a, an objective. And then finally, was sikhli, that's the in, in the seat of intelligence, the intellectual part of the nefesh, the fact that we can think, that we can, we can um, uh, acquire new information, we can process information, we can act on information, we can, we can sift through information, we can make decisions based on information that's sikhli. So let's see now, Perak Shani says the Rambam, the second Perak. And the Rambam tells us Perak Shani. He gives us a little bit of a subtitle here. Binyane Kaiches Hanefesh on the topic of the different abilities of the Nefesh. And getting to know the part of our Nefesh wherein we find our Midos, our character traits, the good ones and the bad ones. Okay, so we're going to be building off of the first paragraph and getting to know our nefesh a little bit better, getting to know ourselves, getting to know where the mitzvahs are coming from. So says the Rambam, that should know the following. That come from the Torah. Now that's an interesting way of describing it. Averis and that come from the Torah. Don't all Averis and come from the Torah? Averis and that the Torah charges us with. Um... What is that supposed to mean? Averis and Mitzvahs come from the Torah as opposed to what? Where else are Averis and Mitzvahs coming from? From what? Rabbis. From rabbis? Yeah, I mean, but rabbis hopefully are also getting that from the Torah, right? Averis and Mitzvahs that are coming from, yeah, I don't know, the magic eight ball? So where, where else are Averis and Mitzvahs coming from? So the Rambam is, 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 Pash is hinting at a concept that you find in other Rishonim. There is a concept of Averis and Mitzvahs that a person is charged with just because it's common sense. It's common sense that, that, that you can't have a functioning society without certain precepts, without certain mitzvahs, without certain averis. And um, there's a, uh, one of the earlier Rishonim, and maybe one of the final Ga'inim, Rabbeinu Nisim Ga'in, asks a question. We find that Sadaim and Amoira were decimated, were destroyed, right? Sodom and Amorah, Sodom and Gomorrah, 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 Gomorrah. I never knew how to pronounce that one. Sodom and Gomorrah. They were destroyed, right? One of the reasons they were destroyed is because, is because they were very ungenerous people, very unkind, very, very, very miserly, stingy, self-absorbed people. Didn't care about anyone else. Ask Shabbosim going. That's not one of the seven Noahide laws, right? Well, how could Hashem have killed them for that? And he also asks. Um, now everyone got destroyed, young and, and old alike, the entire city. Um, what's going on over here? How could Hashem have punished the entire city for something that's not even one of the seven misses? B'nai Noach. He says, fascinating idea. He says, the concept of generosity, of a society being benevolent, of, of having, you know, an interest and a system to take care of people who are, who are you know, um, impoverished, people who are of lesser means, that's common sense. That's a basic function of, of being a human being, is to, is to have a welfare, welfare system. That's a basic, a basic part and parcel of just being a human being of, of any, any society, self-governing society, is to have something in place that takes care of those who are unemployed, um, in in debt, uh, have you know they can't support themselves. 
that any society just gets that out of common sense that how can we not support them? It's a basic part of humanity. And it doesn't have to be one of the Shavimits of Benayinayich. It's common sense and a basic part of, 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 of just uh, being a decent human being and, and a society that's run by decent human beings. Therefore, if they were if they were guilty of of uh, failure, they, they can be punished for that. Um, because that becomes a mitzvah. That becomes something that they're charged with. Common sense, something that's a basic part of human nature. <clears throat> um, of course, it has to be done with a balance, you know. Uh, America was always called the Medina Shal Chesed, you know, because of all the, you know, there's a lot of tzedakah, a lot of, so to speak, tzedakah, using the, in the bar sense, but but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of generosity, a lot of benevolence, a lot of being there to take care of people, even, you know, with the American dream, with capitalism, but it's a, it's a society that looks after the underprivileged. Debt has to be done like all things with a balance, you know, you don't want people to, you don't want to, you, you, um, um, and people can take advantage of that, that can sometimes, um, you know, ruin people also, and people get too, too, too much, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, too comfortable, too comfortable, too complacent, too comfortable with being taken care of, that's also not good, because the ideal is for people to be able to be self-sufficient, for people to take care of themselves, of course, of course, all things have to be done with a balance, but, but, uh, a, it should occur as a, as just a, one of the basics, one of the prerequisites in any society that's being run by decent human beings that we have to have a, the means and a system of taking care of the underprivileged, of the impoverished. Okay, um, the Rambam says that there's no. Rambam says something very interesting that we've never we've never seen it. We've never heard of a Jewish community that doesn't have a a communal tzedakah fund. Another thing is a Jewish community doesn't have a communal tzedakah fund. There's no mitzvah in the Torah to have a communal tzedakah fund, but how can you not have a communal tzedakah fund? How can you not have a fund that if someone is needy, there's always someone to reach out to, there's, there's a fund, okay, you, you don't have money for the electric bill this month here, they're going to give you a few hundred dollars from the communal tzedakah fund. There's no such thing, because it's uh, certainly for, uh, for, uh, for any, 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 any human being, even a non-Jew, but certainly for a Yid, we're achmanim, we're compassionate people, certainly... Um, it's out there, right? Okay, good. So, so let's get back to the Rambam. So the Rambam, that's, that, this is a little bit of a digression. That's why the Rambam says that Averis HaMitzvah HaToyriyos, the mitzvahs and the Averis that are, the Torah charges us with, because there's some basic Averis and mitzvahs that are the common sense ones, but the ones that the Torah gives us. Let's see. Amnam Yimadzu B'Shnei Chalakam Echelkei HaNefesh are mostly distributed amongst two different aspects of the five aspects of the soul. What, what, what part of my soul am I doing mitzvahs and Averis with? Says the Rambam, the vast majority of the mitzvahs you're doing with two out of the five aspects of your nefesh, which are what? The sensory part of my nefesh, the interactive part, and the drive, objective, goal-oriented parts. Margish and misayr. Okay, the sensory part and misayr. So margish means that's about um, how I interact with my environment, what I, um, uh, there's, a, there's a mitzvahs, mitzvahs, hearing mitzvahs, speech related mitzvahs, sight related mitzvahs, um, that's margish. And Miss Oirer, that's interesting. The Rambam says that, that you find a lot of mitzvahs in the category of Miss Oirer. Miss Oirer, as we saw the other day, meant having a goal, having objective, having a drive. What are the mitzvahs that have to do with goals and objectives and drives? What, what's that supposed to mean? So truth is we're going to find a great amount of mitzvahs over here. And the Rambam threw into the mix 
in, in the first parak that what, what we also find under the umbrella of the fourth aspect of the nefesh, which was the misayra, goal, objective, drive-oriented, uh, drive was bechira. Was the Ram put bechira over there, making decisions. And the Ram also threw the midas over there. The midas, characteristics, character traits, were also included under the umbrella of misayra. And we're going to see a little bit better why as we go further in the first parak, we're going to see um, what's going on with that. But the idea of the chelik the goal drive oriented part of my nefesh um, being an aspect of my nefesh is not just about having goals and aspirations and objectives it's about 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 getting there about accomplishing them about constantly making decisions about formulating a goal and an objective and then making the right decisions to get there the decisions how how, how i'm going to achieve that goal how am i how i'm going to accomplish that objective so um Included within this order would be something like, um, you know, visiting the base Hamikdash. Right? The Torah says you got to visit the base Hamikdash three times a year. So now I have to, I have an objective. I have to make that now a goal of mine to to make Hashem's will my will. That Hashem's objective has to be my objective, and I have to formulate plans and I have to follow through on those plans to get to the base Hamikdash. That is all under the Chelik Hamis Okay, so Hamis is having plans, objectives, and goals and making the right decisions to accomplish those goals. And then it's how I accomplish those goals as well, that's where the midas are going to come in. You know, um, how I do it, how I do it. What kind of attitude and what, what gets triggered along the way and what I suppress and, and all that. Yes, it's the order. Um, what is an example of a site-related mitzvah? Well, there's site-related mitzvahs, which look, look at your tzitzis. Right, and there's the side related averus, which is don't look at all the things you're not supposed to look at. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a mitzvah to, not a mitzvah, not one of the six thirteen mitzvahs, but an idea that comes from a pasuk that the Gemara quotes: the mitzvah to look at big tzaddikim. Arthur, right here, the kain gadol. I'm not the kain gadol. Look, a beard like that, he's got to be a big tzaddik, right? He's a big coin. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, there's a Pusik in Tehillim that talks about the beard of Aaron. You know that? Yeah. Pusik that, that, that praises the, the beard of Aaron. Here we the beard of Aaron over here. Aaron Hakain. That's right, a very own Aaron Hakain. Okay. Let's go on. Uh, now, the Ramah says in these two areas of the Nefesh, the sensory part of the Nefesh and the and the drive part of the nefesh, you find all the averis and the mitzvahs. Now, all he's using very loosely because we're going to see soon. Not all of them are there, but what he, by all he means, you know, the uh, the effectively, effectively all the mitzvahs. The vast majority of the mitzvahs are going to be under one of those two aspects of the nefesh. Amnam hachelik hazan, the the first part of the nefesh, the lowest part of my nefesh, the part that keeps me alive and animated, the vitalities, right, the vital part of the nefesh. The chelik hamadam and the imaginative part ain't mitzvah boy veloy avera. There's no mitzvah, there's no avera. There's no mitzvahs or averas that have to do with the functioning parts of my body, nor is there in the imaginative part. Now, let's let's understand both these. These both allow us to go back to the first part and understand better what the the vitality part of my nefesh is, you know, the animative the life force part and the imaginative part. The life force, we would say, what do you mean? The Ram told us the, the, the lowest part of the nefesh is the part that has to do with 
with, with food, with eating, with the digestive system. So there are a lot of mitzvahs that have to do with eating, right? What I'm allowed to eat, what I'm not allowed to eat, what I'm chayv to eat. Things that you have to eat, things that you are allowed to eat, things you're not allowed to eat. So chaylech hazan is not, is not actual about the process of the eating. It was not about picking up food and putting it in my mouth. That has to do with misayur. That's a goal, an objective, and acting on that objective. I, I'm I'm hungry. I want to, we, we we talked about that by Masar, right? We because we we brought examples um, from the animal world. An animal is hungry, so it goes to the place where it finds food, to the hunting grounds, right? Or the grazing grounds. M- feeding, doing an action of feeding myself means formulating a goal and acting on that goal. That's under misayur. That's under the fourth part of the nefesh. Zan just means what the body does with the food when the food goes into the body. I need a, a, a life force. I need a spark of my nefesh to be able to allow the goof to be able to break the food down and absorb the nutrients in the food. So I don't have anything to do with that. That happens autonomously. Any system of the body, they're all autonomous. You know, can we can we control our heartbeat if we think about it really hard? No, you can't do that. Baruch Hashem, you can't do that. Our breath... Yeah, and they have the, the, an app. You have an app on your phone for the pacemaker, right? So let's, 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 slow, let's slow it down. Let's speed it up. Right, okay. But barring that, barring that... Um, we can't control our digestive system. I want to put my, I want, you know, I'm going to put my digestive system on hold for, for, uh, you know what, I don't want to have to wait six hours after that burger. Let me expedite the digestive system and get it out of my system sooner. Yeah. You can't do that. We can't control these. are all autonomous. That's what chela kazano is. The parts of our body that, that work on their own in digesting, processing, absorbing, excreting, those are all connected to a life force because when those systems don't work and a person dies, and when he's dead, he doesn't have that nefesh is not animating his body anymore. So to remain alive, the nefesh animates the body and allows the body to do all that stuff. But it's something that happens autonomously. We have no control over there. It's part of the nefesh, but we have this, we don't have any control. So that's not where you find the eating-related mitzvahs. The eating-related mitzvahs are much more complex, a higher part of the nefesh, which is the fourth part, which is the chelik hamasayr, goal-oriented, objective-oriented. Um, what I'm going to eat, when I'm going to eat, how I'm going to eat it, and actually eating it, that's not the, that's not the zan, chelik hazan, that's the chelik hamis oirer. Um, you know, as I know people are wondering in WhatsApp land, I said you can't control any of the autonomous systems of the body. You could control your breathing. We can, you can decide to stop breathing, but only for so long, right? I decide I'm going to hold my breath till I pass out. So the body says, okay, pass out. We're going to make you pass out, and then we're gonna, gonna, the breathing's going to kick back in again. That's what your body's telling you, right? You can say, you can threaten to hold your breath until you pass out. Essentially, the body's calling your bluff. The body's saying, yeah, okay, gesundheit, please pass out. And as soon as you pass out, we're going to get you out of the way so we can start breathing the breathing system again. Wow. Everybody got that? Yeah. Anyway. But the other parts of our body, you can't, can, can't control our circulatory system, digestive system, we can't control so any of that stuff. the only one we can control? And even that is a limited, it's for, for a limited uh, amount of time. A limited amount of time. Yeah. Why is that? Why does Hashem allow us to control a breathing system? Because sometimes you walk past places where it's us or to smell certain things. That's why Hashem gave us control over our breathing, because there's things that you're not allowed to smell. You can close your nose, yeah, but some, you can get a little bit of the scent into your mouth, too. Okay, okay, anyway. Um, if someone's closing your nose, may get you in trouble, also. Okay, that's not for now, Lior. That's not for now. Um, 
Yamadamina, the Ramah said also the imaginative capacity is also there's no mitzvah verse over there. No, anyway, what do you mean? What about thinking about, you know, good things, thinking about bad things? So that when the Ramah says Madama, he's separating Madama from his error. The Madama, the imaginative capacity is something that, that works on its own without me. Again, we're talking about autonomous imagination. You no, know, like your imagination runs away on its own. When you remember things that you don't want to remember, when you don't remember things that you do want to remember, right? Um, and when 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 the, when the mind races, runs ahead on its own, that's the chelik hamedame. You know, a brainstorm and einfall. That's what is the part that operates on its own. So therefore, we can't attach any mitzvahs over there. It says the Neither of these parts of the soul have bechira. I'm not in control, really. I'm not in control of my body. Um, keeping itself alive. My body does that on its own. Does that better without me? And the Madama happens on its own again without my Bechira. It's not directed by my Bechira. There's also no actions over there. Most mitzvahs and Navirs are actionized. There's no actions that I'm doing, you know, when, when, when my liver is filtering blood, when my large intestine, my small intestine is digesting, when my large intestine is doing what the large intestine does. So, my, you know, I'm, I'm not, there's no actions there. I cannot control these systems, as we said, they're autonomous. The first two aspects of the soul, the the um, the part that controls the vitalities and the imaginative part, they're doing what they need to do during the day and at night, when I'm even when I'm asleep, even when I'm asleep, my body is working, you know, my cells are reproducing, are, are, taking, are repairing themselves, my body's digesting, circulating, um, and the imagination is firing away like mad when you're asleep, right? Which is not so from all the other aspects, third, fourth, and fifth. Um, the Margish uh, sensory, Miss Oyrer, the drive and sickly intelligence, those are not autonomous, those I direct. So that's the first, parac- the first paragraph, the second paragraph, I think well, that's a good intro to, to the topics and concepts to come in the second paragraph. We'll stop over here. Everyone should be blessed and have a wonderful time.